Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tina's Arena. It is pre-menstruation week. (laughs) I'm tired, I'm emotional, I am overwhelmed, um, and I am late uploading this podcast episode, so my apologies. Um, Haven't been able to sleep as much as I need to be. Not sure why that is, um, but we're doing it. (laughs) We're trying. So um, in my Facebook group, Tina's Arena Facebook group, we have started the January Habit Challenge. And my habit that I chose for myself is 10,000 steps a day, which is kind of a lot because I get around 3,000 to 5,000 steps on a regular basis because I have a sedentary job and it, I don't really get steps in unless I try to, and I have to try really hard. So originally my step goal was 12,000 steps and I realized I had to go on a two hour walk in order to get to 12,000 steps and that that wasn't happening. Um, so I decreased it down to 10,000 for the rest of January. And it's um, day number six, and I'm six out of six so far. And um, it feels good to be six out of six, but also I'm tired and my legs hurt (laughs) because I don't walk often. And um, it just kind of goes to show that living in a car city, driving city really sucks. And I really wish that I lived in a walkable city because it's just so much fun when you can walk everywhere. Um, You don't walk really anywhere where I live. So um, I have to, you know, plan to go for a walk every evening. And actually lately, because I'm so sedentary at work, I've split it into a morning walk and an evening walk. So now I'm doing two walks a day to get my 10,000 steps. And it makes it a little bit more manageable because I'm not going for an hour long walk at night, um, especially in the winter when it's incredibly dark outside. It's dark after 5 p.m. Um, so yeah, that's what's been going on with me lately. And I have been chugging away at my nutrition coaching business. I've got a couple more clients, which is really, really exciting. And we're starting a new group coaching program in next week. And I'm incredibly excited about that. I can't wait to kind of inspire and share everything that I've learned in my journey. Um, You know in my journey, in my several years of eating disorders and disordered eating, I am ready to share and I'm ready to pass on information. And I guess on that note, I wanted to say that I'm really proud of myself over the holidays because I actually had a pretty good holiday. I um, indulged and I ate, but I never really felt guilty. And I never really felt ashamed of myself. So for me, when I get too full, I start to feel shame and guilt. Like, why did I let myself eat so much when I get too full? And I was able to avoid all of those feelings this year. I don't think I was... I was definitely full, but I was never super, super, super full. So much so that I didn't like myself anymore. 
Um, and it makes me think if, you know, if I actually ate less than I did previously in my disordered eating days, or if it's just how I'm approaching life now. There are certain behaviors, eating behaviors, which can be considered disordered eating, but whether or not it manifests or be, is an eating disorder is basically, number one, how often it happens, and number two, your perception of it. So there are many people that skip a meal a day. Um, true story, I went to um, my work luncheon and um, these ladies next to me are thin and they're eating a lot, <laughs> a lot. Like they um, got chicken thighs, maybe like two chicken thighs, a salad, like servings of potatoes, ate all of that and then went back for seconds. And um, being how thin that they were and like my history and eating disordered history, I'd noticed. Um, and it wasn't even me that mentioned it, but someone else at the table was like, wow, you guys are hungry, aren't you? And one of the women replied, um, yeah, I skipped breakfast for this and saved myself for this meal today. And it just kind like that is a very common thing that people do. Um, you know, save calories for meals later and it can be healthy. It can be fine. If that works for you, um, then that's great. But for me in my eating disorder days, if I did that and I ate a huge meal, it would have made me second guess myself because, um, it'd be, I would be eating two plates and then I'd be like, do I really need the second plate? You know, I don't know if this is making sense. So like she skipped a meal and ate a huge lunch and it was great for her. It was fine. She's great. She's probably doesn't have an eating disorder. Um, but if I did the same thing, it would send me in a downward spiral. The actual behavior itself is not just the problem. It's your thinking around the problem that also kind of creates the problem, right? I noticed this in many other scenarios. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to name names. But um, I had a friend mention to me that um, whenever they ate too much, they would purge. I don't know if I should talk about this. Well, I'm not going to name names. They probably don't even remember. But I had a friend mention to me one time that whenever they ate too much, they would purge. And it didn't happen often. So, you know, I wouldn't say that they had an eating disorder, but the behavior was exhibited once in a while. And there was no shame around it, probably. I mean, I don't know what was happening in this person and how often it happened, but it didn't seem to me like this person had an eating disorder. So... You know, they never acted like they had an eating disorder. I can't speak for normal people because I didn't have a normal relationship with food. And I don't 
really know what a normal relationship to food is like. <laughs> so I'm coming at this from an eating disorder perspective, okay? I've been through the ringer with food and I've experienced the worst with food. So when I see someone do something that I've dubbed in my head is a horrible act, purging after eating, and they're all normal about it, it gave me pause because I was like, wait, wait a second. Why can this person do that and be completely fine? Why is this person not hating themselves right now? Why, like, what? What's happening? And it was that instant that kind of made me realize just because I did something doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. Just because I purged after my meals, it didn't mean that I was an awful person because someone else just told me that they did that, like it was a normal thing. Um, and it wasn't something that happened often, I presume. Um, but it was just a thing that happened sometimes. And whatever, we moved on. Um, I'm not but in any way condoning that anybody does this. But again, like coming from the extreme perception that I had in my, you know, sick mental mind, I saw someone do something that I thought made me an awful person and I didn't think that they were a bad person. So it just kind of lifted the fog up a little bit for me and um maybe I just have a fucked up group of friends I don't know um but it normalized it for me and it helped me I, I guess just someone sharing their experience helped me a lot which is why I kind of like to share my experiences because maybe I can help you a little bit you know um <laughs> and another example like that was another person I knew um, when they drank too much, they would force themselves to throw up because it would make them feel better. Um, again, not condoning this behavior in any way. But again, that was something that I thought was, you know, like an act of evil for myself. And seeing someone that I knew and like and trusted talk about it like it was normal, it just made it feel less evil and less bad for me. Um, it just, not that it is normal behavior or that it should be normal behavior, but it normalized it for me. It made me understand that the biggest problem in my um, disordered eating behaviors was not the fact that I um, did these behaviors, but the problem was that I believed that these behaviors made me a bad person. This was a critical step in my healing because it made me feel like I was not a bad person and it allowed me to accept who I was today or at the time and it allowed me to love myself for what I was and that was... A mandatory step in healing. If I could not accept myself because I believed that I was a bad person, then there was no healing. I was only working from a place of shame and guilt. 
by seeing other people do the same thing that I was doing, it helped me feel less of an alien, less of an awful person. And that allowed me to, again, accept myself and love myself and then truly start to heal. These were all steps in my journey along the way. I took baby steps in my healing. It took years because I didn't know what I didn't know. I wasn't taught to love myself and appreciate myself. And that was the biggest thing that I had to learn was just to accept myself for who I am. So I guess the point of that story in this podcast is that, you know, there are behaviors that everyone exhibits that could be considered disordered eating. And um, it doesn't always become an eating disorder or it's not always bad. The main two things about the behavior that make it a problem are number one, the frequency that it happens, and number two, the stories that you're telling yourself and the beliefs that you believe around that situation. It is possible to change your behavior and it is also possible to change your beliefs. So if you have certain behaviors that you don't want to do anymore, it's important to understand that number one, it's usually a habit at that point when it when it becomes something that you feel like you can't control, it's because it's an unconscious habit, whether or not you believe that you want to be doing it or not. Because when it's subconscious, it's without thought. Maybe I started emotionally eating because it helped me cope with my feelings, but eventually the coping didn't work anymore. So initially I thought that emotional eating was helping me, but then it stopped working. So now emotional eating is no longer helping me, but I still have this habit that whenever I feel uncomfortable, I turn to food. So I have this habit that I don't want. And secondly, I also believe that it's bad for me now. And that becomes a problem when it compounds and you can't control the habit anymore. So you have to fix your behavior and change your behavior. I think that that's good enough today. I try to keep these episodes short um, and digestible. So don't really want to rant on for half an hour. So that's all for today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. You can find me on Instagram at tinas underscore arena underscore or tinasarena.com. And please, if you have any comments, questions, reach out. I'd love to hear from you. See you next week. Bye.